hello, everyone, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Nick's Notes. Each time I do one of these podcasts, I will talk about interesting issues in healthcare, uh, healthcare services and delivery, the politics of healthcare, and health technology and healthcare technologies. Today's episode is about the announcement that Amazon is now providing telehealth in all 50 states. What does that mean for telehealth? What does that mean for companies like Teladoc? What does that mean for you if you're a provider? And what does that mean for the average American consumer? So the first important thing to say is that overall, this is an incredibly positive announcement for the average American who is trying to access more convenient, more timely, more cost-effective healthcare services. Telehealth has evolved very, very quickly and was accelerated, was catalyzed, uh, was a fuel on the fire during this pandemic. And of course, the pandemic is a incredible global tragedy and perhaps unequaled in its tragic proportions here in the United States as we approach almost 550,000 Americans who have died from this, uh, this virus. But the consequence of that virus is that more people started to look for different ways to get healthcare. And that is the first important thing to know, which is the doctor's office is dead. Obviously, you can say I'm biased because I'm the former CEO of Heal, and I founded Heal, which does doctor house calls and also telehealth. But we founded Heal because the doctor's office needs to go the same way of the Blockbuster video store, which is no longer a Friday evening, 45 minutes you spent trying to find the one movie your kids will want to watch rather than just them picking it themselves on Netflix or Hulu or whatever on-demand service they happen to use, right? My youngest daughter, who's two, already knows how to use Netflix and watch the videos she wants, which are Coco Melon, by the way, if you're into that kind of thing. But this is a positive development because telehealth has now been consumerized to the extent that everything else available at Amazon is. It's broadly available. It's available at the touch of a button. It's available through your Alexa, and it should be that easy, right? One of the founding principles of Heal was to make it as easy to get a doctor as it is to order a pizza, and Amazon has now done that, right? The second important factor is that it will force the telehealth companies right? Telehealth is a modality of getting care. It is not itself care. There's a provider at the other end of that conversation, a doctor, a nurse, a physical physician's assistant, someone's at the other end of that conversation, right? And the notion that companies exist around an entire modality, just around a modality of providing care would be like a real estate company controlling which doctor's offices you went to. But no one would think of that because an office is just a place to get care in the same way that telehealth is a modality of getting care. Now it will be a modality of getting care. Now the difference between telehealth provider A and telehealth provider B and insurance A and insurance B will be that that the quality of the provider. Is it your doctor or just a random provider? Is it connected to prescription delivery or is it a disconnected? Is it transactional triage or is it a personal 
experience with a doctor you get to know or a provider you trust? Is it available in your language? All of these different things will now become the competitive ground for telehealth, which is what should happen right? It should not be this company went and did a contract with my insurance company. So the only contract, only place I can use telehealth is with that insurance company and that their chosen vendor and their triage oriented service and whatever bells and whistles that has, or it doesn't have, right? So if I switch insurance companies, I got to download from using this service to this service, right? Amazon has the size and reach and influence to bend the will of the insurance companies to make this service ubiquitously available, regardless of who's paying for it, and in make it force it to be better and more innovative for all the people trying to innovate in the space, right? And let's be clear, we're at the nascency of telehealth in America. Yes, there's been an incredible increase in adoption, all the stats are up and up and up, and that's great. But let's remember, according to a report by HIMSS, 85% of people who use telehealth in 2020 had a household income over $150,000 a year, which means that the people who need services the most, lower income, socioeconomically disadvantaged, have health issues, unable to move out of their house, uh, in rural and, and uh, disadvantaged communities, are the people who are least likely to have used it, right? But Amazon touches everybody, everywhere right? It has gone from, it's a premium place, people come to buy books, and only some people come to buy books, to where everybody goes to buy their diapers, because they're cheaper, right? Because it's easier to get, because the people who need convenience the most can get it. So that is another good part of this. So it will force the next generation of innovation. I've been around the internet a long time. I started my first internet startup in 1998. And by 2001, people were already talking about everything has been invented, and everything has been done. Right. What we've realized, what we know now in 2021, 20 years later, is that everything is just starting. Right. And that exists in telehealth because we need to connect to data, because we need to integrate to specialists, because we need to make it ubiquitous for all these reasons. So Amazon will force all of those kinds of changes. Right. And by force, I mean the sheer size and desire companies to work with Amazon in the same way that every app developer in the universe develops their apps exactly the way Apple says to. When Apple built this notch on my iPhone, every app developer had to accommodate to the notch, right? And when they come out with something else, every app developer has to go do that because Apple generates 90% of app-driven revenues for app developers over the Android, which has 10 times as many users, right? Because of the lower cost of Android devices. If you want to sell a device, build it on Android because people buy it. If you want to sell content and services, everyone has to build for Apple. The same way Amazon has that size and reach, the ability to integrate. And right now, the power in healthcare is held by insurance companies, and that's not where it belongs. It belongs in the hands of innovators, and most importantly, it belongs in the hands of consumers. And Amazon will use demand-driven data to drive innovative changes and force the industry that is otherwise slow-moving to accommodate, to adapt, and to innovate in some very powerful and interesting ways. Now, what those ways will be, we have to wait and see. Right. Does that mean there's no room for other innovators in the market because Amazon is some big, gigantic company? I don't think that at all. Right. Because innovation is in the hands of innovators. Right. And we know that the smallest company, Uber, was nothing 
six years ago, eight years ago. Now it's a juggernaut 10 years ago, whenever Uber started, right? It's a $100 billion company, right? That doesn't own a single car. Airbnb disrupted hotels. Netflix disrupted, disrupted Blockbuster and Disney for that matter. Everyone's had to copy Netflix's model instead of Netflix copying their model, right? So this is a time for innovators to think, great, what can I do with this? What is the next level? Where's the next generation of ingenuity, of innovation, of services, right? And that is what is critical to bring this all back to healthcare, right? That's what's critical because the American consumer still needs dramatically improved access, dramatically more timely care, more coordination of care and services, more data-driven proactive care, less rush to the hospital, ER urgent care, less wait till I'm really sick before I get care. These kinds of things are why we have, we spend $4 trillion a year in healthcare with costs going up every year and America's life expectancy five years behind that of countries like Japan who spend only 40% of what we do per capita yet average, enable their citizens to get five more years of life on average, right? These are the things that need to happen. And this kind of large scale distribution and reach and awareness of these services are the harbinger of the next generation of innovation and the catalyst for that. And that's what I look forward to seeing. That's what I look forward to being a part of. And that's Nick's notes. I look forward to you joining me next time and hope that was interesting. Thanks so much.